Hey everybody, this is Linda Misigatis, and you're listening to An Unconventional Guide to Success, the show that talks about real life with real people for those of you who are interested in learning from others the steps they took on their journey towards success as defined by them. Welcome to An Unconventional Guide to Success. So so good to see you in the studio again today, Scott. How are you? Linda, I'm doing great. Always a pleasure to see you. We've got 70 degrees and sunny here in D.C. today. I know. It's beautiful here in Colorado as well. Um, I think we're in the mid-60s. It is a little windy, but it is quite, um, but it is still very nice. Which we'll is, take um, it, right? Yeah, take this uh, take this warm weather while it lasts because it will get cold. So mm. um, we're very happy to have Michael in the studio with us today. Michael, how's the weather there in Georgia? Uh, it's pretty cloudy, but I'm not. It's not in the seventies, like you mentioned. But it's, yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. good weather, you know. No. Is, it, is it a good day for a run? Good day for a run. Yeah, <laughs> I went running during the rain last week, so Oof, I yeah. had to do it. I, yeah. I don't blame you. Running in the rain does not sound Awful. enjoyable, even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for sure. So, well, I am excited to have Michael here in the studio with us today, and I'm going to give a little introduction. Um, yeah. Michael Abebe grew up in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, in the vibrant neighborhood of Piazza, uh, he, which really laid the foundation for his journey. He graduated from Tucker High School in Stone Mountain, Georgia, um, and that was just the beginning. He then pursued his bachelor's in civil engineering at Kennesaw State University, which set the path for what was to come. He started as a transportation engineer and his dedication and expertise paved the way for him to take on this recent role that I know he just took, which is so exciting, which is deputy city engineer, um, where he offers consultancy services to various municipalities. In his role today as project manager specializing in bridge management at Georgia Department of Transportation, It allows him to provide comprehensive engineering consultation. However, beyond his professional landscape, and this is why I always love talking to Michael, is his heart lies in the time he spends with Student Success Agency, mentoring Mm. and guiding high school students interested in diverse realms of science, technology, engineering, and math. So welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah, that. no, we're very Thanks excited to have you in the studio today. Yeah. You're going to just so love talking to Michael Scott. He's got just um, such a, he's an old soul. Um, oh, and he just has got so much perspective for such a young person. Um, and Wonderful. I've learned way more from Michael than um, than I've ever taught him. So um, so oh, I've really enjoyed you. my time with, um, getting to know him. So, so awesome. I know everybody well, else Glad you're here, well. Michael. Thank you. Yeah, oh, this is good. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, again, well, we ready, like to start out. you. <laughs> and Linda's going to start right now. She's going to. I am. I'm going right to start now. right now. Um, yes. Here this we go. Is, this is my favorite thing, uh, not Scott's, but that's okay. Um, we um, we like to kind of start out with an icebreaker, and it's um, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would it be, yeah. and why? Uh, any cartoon characters? Uh, yeah. Have you seen the movie Ants? Yes. yes. I would hang out with Z. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Z's yeah. a good one. I never think about the yeah, movie right. cartoon we characters. We go on a lot of journey. Yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah, one. His ability to kind of just go with the unknown. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like yeah. that one. That is a good one. That'd be a good journey, right? Yeah. That's the worst that can happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. No, that's so yeah. true. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, really Mr. Uh, Montgomery, what about you? Are you sticking with your uh, with your usual or are you going to change it up today? 
you know, I never gave the movie genre any kind of no, uh, me consideration in the cartoons. And there was a really cute movie uh, that came out a few years ago that had the different personalities as cartoon characters. Oh, yeah. What I was like that, that called? It, was, it wasn't, it's not Elemental, right? Because that's the new one. It was something, but I know what you're talking about. It was all it the emotions. Like no, no it's, it's, it came out a while ago. It's been, what, maybe five three or six or four, years ago? Maybe five, yeah. 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 But there was a cute, there was a couple of cute characters they really defined well about all the spectrums of emotion. Yeah. And so mm. the characters, the the main character, cartoon character, had emotion characters that came in and sort of overplayed certain areas of their life. And I thought it was really telling and sort of an interesting cartoon. Yeah. So I'm not going to go with my new. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go with my old. I'm going to go with new. Yeah. In honor of Michael bringing us to the millennial here with this <laughs> modern day movie cartoon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I like How about that. you, Linda? What's yours? Yeah. Well, if we're going to kind of go that route, um, you know, I might want to hang out with, um, so I love Marvel and DC, thanks to my husband okay. and my son. Um, so I think, you know, if I was going to hang out with someone, maybe Robin might be interesting because, you mm. know, he lives in the shadow of Batman and, and always trying to break free from that. And it might be mm. interesting to kind of understand him a little bit, you know, like <laughs> what drives him and what motivates yeah. him. So, so yeah, I like that. I like oh, it. Yeah, These are, I mean, that ice is so broken now, Linda. I mean, so broken. I love yeah. it. So, Michael, you should be totally relaxed now and yeah. ready to jump into all the hard stuff where Feel we're like going to ask yes. you about your childhood and all your trauma yeah. in your life. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and do we, <laughs> and we should talk about the book, too, Linda. Uh, oh, yes. And we always we... have to do a shameless plug of Scott Montgomery, uh, his book, okay. and the whole reason, which is how did we get here? Honestly, that's yeah. what started this yeah. podcast. So, no, it's very fun. But um, well, let's jump in a little bit, though, um, Michael. Why don't you tell us about Dime and what influenced oh, you yeah. to initiate it? Um, so Dime uh, started like in August, and uh, that came about where majority of the time, like people in my background, not having the information to maneuver in the corporate world. Yeah, and uh, I got the opportunity to get you know a mentorship early on in my career before I got. When I was in college, when I was interning, so I was privy to um, the interview process or even salary negotiation, things of that nature that yeah. majority of people that I was around with were not privy to, you know. And uh, as I was going through the career transition this year, uh, I was blessed, you know, uh, to be in position I was in, and I was like, you know, what what could I give? How would I, you know, help somebody in my position? Yeah, I don't have those kind of information to make a career transition midway in three to five years in their career, right? Yeah. From having an engineering background to go to a yeah. PM role. So pretty much um, created like this mentorship network, right? Where I would, you know, reach out to senior level uh, managers, executives to give their free time or whatever time they have to kind of have conversation, right? Yeah. Everything comes with conversation and with early career students, um, you know, not just early people, you have, Students that are going to college as well, interns, right? And yep. so far, um, that's been going pretty well. And that's how that really the whole conversation started. It's pretty much creating a relationship, right? Yeah. Um, the questions that a person that just graduated college that may have, and the you know senior level can ask her, like, you know, I, I yep. was in your position once, right? And before that, you don't have that. The majority of the time, um, where I was at in my career. I didn't know that you can have a conversation with these people, right? You just apply right. and hopefully you get that call or email 
right for the interview and whatever so thing true. that they offered you you kind of took it not knowing right yeah having no leverage yeah to maneuver in that world so uh pretty much just having given the information right it was missing there was two dots i had to connect and i went through it myself mid-career we had this conversation in the, like, yes. a while back and not you know figuring out what to do next right kind of i have a design background and i come from the technical aspect of engineering and to a certain extent i didn't see myself doing that for a long period of time mm-hmm. and i want to maneuver to the pm role where i'm able to see a bigger picture and i was not getting that opportunity so they're looking at it like oh you know you have to put in 15 20 years in design just for you to get that so which is totally understandable but i didn't stop so i, I kept going and only took couple of people to look at it, like, yeah, maybe we can train them, you know? Yeah. We don't need to put 50, 20, 15 to 20 years design where we can just give them, you know, five to six months of like, hey, you already have the design background. Yeah. How could he be a PM in that aspect, right? That's look right. at the bigger picture. Yeah. So I was given the opportunity to just like kind of give them back, you know, to, you know, there is an option out there. You don't have to go through what I went through, you know, it's very right. cliche, but it's, yeah. Well, what you I did, like the conversation, yeah. and what you did is actually really in theme with a lot of what we talk about, and that is the networking yeah. and the relationship pieces. Yeah. They're so mm-hmm. critical to the next generation. What does Dime? Yeah. What does the acronym Dime stand for? And 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 what exactly do these chief executive officers or these senior level folks? Yeah. Let's get tactical. Do they give an hour a week? Do they give a once and done? How does that work? Are you creating mentoring relationships? So uh, the acronym to answer your question stands for diversity and inclusion for minority engineers. Okay. And uh, as far as uh, the the time goes, we would host a once a month happy hour or lunch and learn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I would invite you know people in my my circle or that work in different firms as well early on in their career, and they will come as well. Kind of have a very casual conversation. Great. If they have any question or any opportunity within the firm or if they can make a transition, it's open conversation. It's nothing you hold them back. It's like if you need, you know, if, if you have questions, on, for instance, in my field, um, a bridge design project that another firm is working on. It's like, oh, like, you know, when does that project do? I've done something like that. Would I be transitioning that? Like, so very open, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not um, not formal at all. So. They're giving you straight, you know, there's no HR in between. There's no supervisor. So Good. they're giving you the honest conversation. So which we miss majority of that. And, you know, in my world, at least, right, there's always this, um, you know, um, formal way to go, which is good, but it doesn't give you direct majority of time. So if I may highlight what I think I'm hearing, yeah. which is really a theme that I really embrace. And I know Linda mm-hmm. does as well. It's not truly what you know but who you know. And quite Mm -hmm. frankly, the next piece Mm -hmm. of that is because of who you know, you tend to get better at what you can do in that genre. Mm -hmm. And I think that is such a critical thing for the next generation to understand because we're all going to time out on product knowledge, but we're going to be here for a fine amount of time with each other in life. So those relationships can really Mm -hmm. leverage new learning and A, a, a repository of, oh yeah, I met with somebody, that person might be good in the future. So yeah. you always have yeah. this sort of back and forth thing going. And it's so important to highlight that because that's mm-hmm. really how we got here, ironically, right? And it's also yeah. 
how I got into my career, I talk about the networking piece. And if there was something like you're talking about available, mm -hmm. I would have been all over that. As a matter of fact, in learning about what you're saying, we are going to talk about that offline and what we can do on a different coast or different areas of the, yeah. the, the country where we can host those kind of events and, mm -hmm. and not make it about a promotion within the C-suites company, but make it about what yeah. did you do to get there? And here yeah. are some names of yeah. people interested in your genre of work. That's yeah. really interesting yeah. to me because it's so mm -hmm. organic. Well, and I'm curious, yeah. Michael, what gave you the courage to, because I remember when you and I talked about this, when you were, okay. when, after you kind of launched it, you were a little nervous, like, was anybody going to show up? And so yeah. what gave you the courage to, um, to do that and, um, and really kind of reach out to, uh, to those individuals? Um, most of them were, you know, uh, people I've worked with in the past that, you know, knew me kind of, and I uh, had, you know, in different meetings that different projects that I worked on in my past. So was some of them were very open to it. Some people didn't have the time to kind of give back. Yeah. Uh, but the courage really came on. Um, it wasn't enough, you know, whenever you have something yeah. like you, I was, I'm thankful. Right. And I, I was in position, but doing my day job and being in that position was not enough for me. It was not fulfilling. Right. Yeah. So it's like, if I have all this information and, if I'm not able to share it with the people that I knew or other people that are actually going through it, yeah, it just kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, it's nice to have, you know, to make a decent income, you know, have a career job that you actually sure. enjoy. Right. But what is it if you're not sharing it with people, right? Yeah. Or like, I don't need to be a, a CEO or exec to be in that position. Yeah. My regular job, mid-level, PM level, I can share whatever knowledge, little knowledge that I have with people around me. To help yeah. them get there. So that kind of gave me, yeah. yeah. Because that people aren't exposed to the intel. And like you, it Most wasn't enough for me to be mid-level management. I needed to be in the C-suite. So I did that for myself at my own company with the expertise of bouncing off of other folks that have done that, truthfully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is really important what you're saying. If Even if you're settling for a different level of job for yourself yeah. or you're aspiring for a different level of job that isn't always C-suite, Knowing someone who's done it and, and working with someone organically like you're talking about is mm -hmm. really the magic of what Linda and I are trying to do. I mean, this is fascinating to listen yeah. to because it is about share. It's not about you have to share it because you can do it. It's about exposing people to opportunities so they can decide where yes. they want to aspire to go. Absolutely. No, and I bet I the totally C-suite you're reaching out to probably loves that if they're halfway decent. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If they're worth their weight, then they, I totally yeah. agree. Well, yeah, and kind it. of thinking about that. So tell us a little bit about what you think is the difference between partnerships and relationships and kind of why are those important to you? Uh, both are very important. You know, uh, it's because of relationships, I got in the position that I'm in, right? Um, people knowing who you are, right? Character mm -hmm. comes before the resume that you have on there. Oh, I like that. You know, Say that again. Character comes high. before the resume. Before the resume. Love that. Because yeah, that's a <laughs> good one. Look at it. That is a good one. A 3.8, 3.9 GPA, the whole technical background. But if you don't have the willingness to actually work with people, right? It really comes down with, can, can your coworkers tolerate you? Can you yeah. work in a team environment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all that don't really matter. I mean, knowing some technical aspect of it, of course it will matter, but if you're not able, you don't have the skill to work with people. Yeah. I'll say that's like 80% of the skill that we need. Yeah, I agree. It don't really matter. So, and people really do judge. 
Yes, I how, do. how much we don't admit it. So your name really comes. When you're not in a room, who was really representing you in those kind of rooms, right? Yeah. When your name come up, oh, how is he, how, you know, is it to work with him? Is it good yes. to work with him? So that really um, definitely is a great thing to have as far as um, relationships considered. Uh, partnership, you know, uh, having a vision to align, right? Like yeah. a tip with that kind of thing. Like if you have, not 100%, but if one person is good at one thing, the other person is good at another thing, yeah. kind of finding mm-hmm. ways to put those two together and, you know, knowing the ultimate goal to succeed, right? Yeah, and tighten the strength. Small thing can be a lot bigger. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Both are very the important, I would say. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, and so with the, thinking about that, so now mm-hmm. you're also doing this work as a student success agent. Um, so yeah. talk a little bit about about that and what drew you to um, to that, you know, doing that type of work as well. Um, so that came about September of last year, actually. So I was just hiking with a friend of mine and uh, we just had this conversation like, hey, like, what do you want to do beside work, right? Yeah. Like, are you happy? Like, yeah, she was in higher ed and but yeah, I love my, you know, engage with my students and I enjoy it. But it's like, I ask her, like, is that enough? Like, yeah. what else could you possibly do? Like in that free time that you do have. And she's like, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm involved in this program. You'd be nice for it. But I just told her, I, I'm an engineer by nature. I don't think I'd be good with high school students, you know, yeah. like what, what information could I possibly offer them? She's like, just go ahead, apply for it. And uh, yeah, you know, you have this. The interview was very interesting. There was more of character based. Okay. So they give you these scenarios. It wasn't more of like what I've done in my past. Yeah. So uh, the first, the manager at the time, and you know, he, I just, he just asked me like very uh, scenario questions. Like, I think you'd be good for it. And the, they started off with like 20 students and then it went up. Currently I have 174 active students wow on my roster so it ranges between uh connecticut florida north carolina and arizona and vegas that's fantastic. okay so it's all over kids with different backgrounds so it's not strictly just with academia that you're dealing with right, right. you have to worry about their mental health as well yes sure. yeah so no, definitely. they are really going through a lot of stuff like compared to what when i was in high school mm. things have changed what kids go through yes i mean we're not going to get in depth with what but it's the true because we talk about that too. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely uh-huh. right because Scott and I relate with that as well because what we went through as kids was different than most than what you went through as well because mm-hmm. our worlds were much smaller than the worlds mm-hmm. that that you all are growing up in today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you're right; each person's experience is a little bit different, and what you're exposed mm-hmm. to, and the things that mm-hmm. you have access to, and the information that most you're receiving, definitely. it's it is it's different, and it's interesting too that you recognize that as well to say you know things were this way when I was in high school and mm-hmm. I'm there's no doubt in my mind you went through a lot in high school um mm-hmm. knowing where you are in your life and I know for us like we what we probably went through like I remember thinking about when I was in grade school it was like you got in trouble for not raising your hand before asking a question or chewing gum mm-hmm. in the classroom yeah, you know those gum. were the I wasn't worried about um active shooters or internet or cybersecurity mm-hmm. bullies or um, any yes. of the stuff yeah. that's happening mm-hmm. that you all have been exposed to through through your lifetimes. And so it is kind of interesting when you put things in perspective, um, you yeah. know, what each of us have gone through generationally, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just, no. You know, find a ways to understand them better. Um, I actually learn more from them, if anything, really. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very fulfilling. Oh, Keeps you busy, awesome. of course, but... Are you doing these, um, are you doing these virtually or are they um, on site? 
since you have so such... it's strictly it's virtual yeah it's virtual it's, it's all virtual yeah all right well i can tell you already uh, yeah, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna want to sponsor one so we're gonna talk about this <laughs> i can yeah, tell you already sure. i'm yeah. in, i'm into that all yeah. about relationships and networks yeah. michael right so yeah, um, yeah. so no i think that's really good well one of the things that i've always enjoyed talking with you about is um about building good habits and how important that is and finding that balance and you have some really unique perspectives on balance in your life um even from what's most important to you financially and um and materially and then emotionally and so can you talk a little bit about that about building good habits and kind of some of those things that are important to you yeah uh but you know uh to get to that i wasn't I, it didn't click to me at first right i had to go through a lot yeah. of things for me to get to the point i'm at so just disclaimer uh, you know, <laughs> so you're up, saying you were um, perfect just, to begin with is that what you're wait, telling me what? Michael? wait yeah. what <laughs> That's not who we have you had on this to grow podcast. and learn. Wait, what? Wait, we got to stop, stop the rolling. You're right, stop the podcast. That's right. We only have perfect people. Wait, I did not podcast. know this was going to come up this way. Yeah, like, uh, I'm sure um, a lot of kids in high school can relate to this, right? And I come from what you wear really kind of set status, mm -hmm. the school that you go to. And yeah. I, I was a victim of that, so... You know, I really bugged my mom to buy me, you know, brand new pair of shoes a lot. So I ended up collecting at one point out over 300 pair of shoes. This is when I was in high school. Wow. And uh, that really made me like, you know, that gave me the confidence, right? Who you are. And yeah. as I went to college and the person I am now, I look at it like the material, right? I had to go through that. So the material thing that we possess right now, I'm not, I'm not being like, you know, we shouldn't own anything or not like yeah. that, but uh, it, with modesty, right? Like knowing what we need and what we want kind of separating that yeah um and i had to go through that to get to the stage i'm at and now i'm pretty aware of the things that i do need and i want so i can separate that too and as far as creating you know small habits i have like the 30-day rule i'll try something new and if i see a change and i'm able to sustain it the key keyword is sustaining it right yeah Cause we can start like a small diet or a routine and whenever we feel bad or we stress, we go back. Yes. So it's a thing like, can I, I, I don't, I don't do it. Right. Yeah. Scott, Scott, he's, he's, he's an enigma I, I, for sure. Yes. I mean, <laughs> if I screw it up, I screw it up big time. I go worse than I was when I started. <laughs> right. I know it's so true. It is. Sorry, I like Michael, that please. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, to kind of piggyback off what you said, Scott, it's kind of like, knowing what sustainable habit I can have, right? Yeah. One example I can give you guys, I, during the pandemic, you know, we try a bunch of things because we work remotely. Yeah. And one of the things I, I had a bet with my friends was like to stop drinking soda, right? And it's like kind of be aware of the added sugar that we put in our body. Yeah. Um, And we did that for a year and I found out like I can sustain this. Like it's pretty, I can do this, right? So yeah. since then I kind of, you know, I'm on my year three now. So, you know, just starting off something small, right? Yeah. And you, finding out ability kind of not saying start off like with something huge, like, oh, I'm never going to do this ever again. Not yeah. like that, but just try something small. And if you see a change in a positive way, right? Yes. And you're able to sustain all the emotion that got, you know, life brings us, then I think you should keep whatever habit that is. Yeah. You know, Michael, what you're saying there, I think we've talked about Linda a few times and I hate to be a broken record on our own show, but these are smart goals, specific, measurable, yeah. achievable. Mm -hmm. I forget the R and the yeah. T. Time bound and what's the R? Reachable? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Something I, I mean, I'm I impressed know you remembered the T this time because usually it's the T he can't remember. Um, and so, uh, but today it's the R that he can't but, remember. But so. what you're talking about is really important for people to realize and setting goals that, and, and I think you were right in it's here, you know, there are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, realistic and time it. bound. Yeah. And when you said yeah. measurable, like you said, are very specific, it's about soda. And it's about taking that out now and then maybe compounding on that later rather than starting with the big Trojan horse before you even, exactly. you know, and that's specific. So I, I like what you're yeah. saying there. And it's really something our audience should relate to as they move through yeah. partnerships and habits and setting these goals. These little yeah. things that are doing you, you sound right in line with. And it sounds yeah. like very affirming what you're doing about yeah. paying it forward in these areas is very much in line with what Linda and I believe is, is the case as well. No, it's really interesting yeah, you know, finding different ways to fulfillment, I guess. Like, it you know, is. Yeah, it's a it's a balance like we're talking about, which is kind of why you started doing things like Dime and the student success is because you were trying to find something else in your life. Now, um, some other people might find, you know, a different hobby instead of adding an additional layer of work to their um, to their plate. But um, but for you, this is like a way that you have found balance. It was something that was really important to you to um, to go out and seek that out. So you've got here's my career and what I'm doing over here. But here's here's this other part of me that's part of my life. This is a little bit different. So well, they map and they map really well. They do. You know, yeah. just in talking about this, you're 174 participants. Mm-hmm. What is it that are you attract? Are they attracted to you for? Clearly, what you're saying is clear and concise yeah. and measurable and good and common and so common. People forget to do these things. But yes. how are you mapping with what you're doing with these people? And how are we finding? How are they finding? Yeah, you? that's a great question. Um, so uh, I do like a Monday morning check in and uh, to see how they're doing and kind of the conversation will go out throughout the week. Uh, some students, you know, they can be so busy that, you know, sometimes you have to really ask them, like, how are you doing? You know, to them, it's two things. If you ask them, how are you? I mean, uh, you're not going to get much from it, mm-hmm. but ask them again. They're going to tell you whatever they're going through. Right. Where does and, it start? Um, Where does it start? How did you meet them? So you get assigned and the program is to student success agency. They would assign you according to the field that you in. Oh, it's an agency so that all, exists. Okay. Yes. So, so it's all a the students that I end up, yes. So all the students I end up getting paired to are pursuing a STEM program, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. Got yeah. it. That's yeah, great. So I don't have any uh, students that are pursuing nursing or anything like that. Most of them are in the engineering, software engineering, um, civil, mechanical, and that field. Yeah, so your di- so Dime sense. is yours. Is that true? Dime is, yes. Yeah. yes. And then success, yeah. student success agency is a place that you can map your skill set with the desires of people already engaged mm-hmm. in that program. And then Dime yeah. is an offshoot. So you've developed Dime because yeah. it's more specific, if we will, to what you're yes. trying to accomplish. That's awesome. Yeah. And do you yeah. find Dime is more, you know, a, for you know, students that are in college, late college and like early career. Okay. Yeah. No, that yeah. makes and you're finding sense. those guys how at Dime? Um, you know, uh, LinkedIn is a great source. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much, you know, people hear about it, they could refer. So the, the, as time went on, when we have these uh, meetups, people would just bring their friends. Great. And kind of like word of mouth. Yeah, like yeah. Kind of, yeah word of mouth and kind of expanded on its own. Yeah. yeah. What's the website for Dime? 
I haven't. I don't have a website for it yet. I'm still working on it. Okay. Um, currently, I'm one man army for it. So <laughs> one man army. For, is yeah. it, so you're on LinkedIn. Is that where they would people would reach out to you from listening today? Yeah. So Michael mm-hmm. Abebe at LinkedIn, at, yeah. at LinkedIn. Is there a yeah. fee to join Dime? Zero fee. Wow. So this is philanthropic. Yeah. This yeah. is just out of the goodness of uh, it's, Michael's it's, heart. It's, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And have you it's found that a lot of people are, are? Have you found a lot of people are missing that step? in their career of having those connections and relationships that really propel you forward? Is that really something? Most definitely. You know, in engineering, we have this like a stigma of we're antisocial. We can have conversation with people. Mm -hmm. And you rarely get early career engineers to have this conversation. All they know is design, design, and math. Like just that's it. That's all life is about. Interesting. having that conversation for them, you know, like putting them in that position. Yeah. Hey, talk about work. You know, you're free now. Sure. Like have this conversation with senior level managers, right? And it's yeah. okay. You speak your mind, right? Find ways to implement things better. I like so that. So given that opportunity would definitely change it. I would say a lot awesome. of people's point of view that they have. Yeah, because I think um, you do not have the typical personality of an engineer. Like when you and I first started talking um, yeah. and you told me what your background was, I would not have assumed engineering, right? Because um, you, yeah. you're you right. There's a stigmatism that is attached to engineers that uh, they are are not mm-hmm. social people. And um, and that uh, a lot of times, too, they're not you. There's a stigma that they're not good people, people. And so, you know, <laughs> it's kind of nice to to help yeah. break out of that because there's no we do have a tendency um throughout life we get caught up in these stereotypes you know so if you're oh, in sure. that mm-hmm. group then we're just assuming this about people and so yeah, yeah. i think that what's neat about this is it kind of starts to break that stigmatism for sure very mm-hmm. technology driven yeah. people are tended to uh, the old technology <laughs> people are curmudgeon and the new technology people are doing what you're doing so i'm, yes. I'm glad to hear that yeah. called out no it's because true. it's not just engineers in those areas too. It's technology yeah. leaders are also labeled yeah. as curmudgeon and so it's really yeah. got some room for growth. Yeah. It oh, does. For sure. I agree. Especially in that no. room, yeah. Well, and our producer, Logan, let us know. It was Inside Out. That was the name of the movie. Yes, Inside Out. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I had to bring that back home so we could uh, let our audience. It was Inside Out, and it was those five yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah, we digress. Was. Sorry, yeah. Michael. Just, we did. Just Sorry. when we hit the had peak to... of dime, I know. Had to circle <laughs> it back around to Inside <laughs> Out. So yeah, absolutely. No, um, but uh, I'm just so but I. With I this. Yeah, no, it's amazing the stuff that you're doing. And I'm wondering, so talk a little bit about mentors and talk about who has been, you know, like who's who have been those mentors in, in your life? Um, you know, um, I grew up in a very religious household. Um, so my brother-in-law, uh, he's the priest at the church that I attend to. So okay. He definitely played a huge part as far as who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just in just in a religion aspect, not just that, but just in life. Yeah, right? life. Having, yeah, exactly. You know, one thing he always told me was having self control, right, and being disciplined with the things, like not letting just control who you are, right. Yeah. For instance, if if you have to study overnight, right, and you exhausted, but tell yourself. Like you in control of this, right? Yeah. Just control the moment. You can only control yourself. So that always been one of the things that he taught me. And um, I'm very close to my mom. I'm raised by a single mom, so and she always she's very active in my life. Yeah. Always been. And um, so those are the two people I would say kind of 
helped me out in my early on to this date. And I have, you know, great mentors, yeah. like Linda here. I have, you know, conversation with her and, just, you know, teaching me about a lot of things, really, how um, to have more confidence, like to really speak my mind. So really, so I do take the time out right now to thank Linda for this. Yeah. Well, how do you guys know each other? Let's unpack that a little bit, Linda. Doing well, good around the let world. Let me tell Michael. you. So interestingly <laughs> enough, um, uh, back when I had a position posted here at UKG, um, Michael reached out to me via LinkedIn to ask me about the position. And while his background certainly wasn't aligned with what we were looking for, to Michael's point, I do believe in character before uh, before skills and resumes and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I want to understand a little bit more. So Michael and I connected and we started to talk about it. And I said, you know what, let's go through the process. Um, because mm -hmm. it, you can learn skills, right? You can't teach yeah. personality, you can't right. teach character. Um, and, um, and so as we went through, that's how we got to know each other. And while Michael didn't end up coming to work for me, I actually think mm -hmm. that was a good thing. Because the position Michael is in today, I think is is so much more better suited Wonderful. and sometimes it's just about yeah. the doors that yeah. open at the right time when you walk through them but because mm -hmm. of that we developed um, a friendship and a mentorship with each other because like I said I learned so much from Michael um, he's wise beyond his years and so we have through that and his courage yeah. to reach out to me and, and just yeah. inquire yes. about the position grew into us um, going through the process. And I think what Michael appreciated in our conversation was that I just gave him a chance. And I think by giving him that chance, it maybe helped a little bit on the confidence side to say, so you don't mm -hmm. have to put yourself in one box. There's many mm -hmm. opportunities out there. Sometimes you just got to be, yeah. you know, got to reach out there. So. Oh, most definitely. Wonderful. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, forever thankful for that. No, forever. I'm thankful. Abs no, I, I am as well. I think it's just amazing. It just talks to the power of relationships and, well, and network. And, um, yeah. And that's that's where Linda and I start as well. I remember when Linda and I met. It was different in that we were trying to partner with UKG, and yeah. one of the things we both said and agreed to in our first meeting was geez, you don't feel quite ready and you're not quite ready for us. And we're not yeah. quite sure where things are headed. And that transparency transcended a few years into that phone call that says, hey, time to re-engage and let's yeah. move forward, mm -hmm. which then led us to, hey, let's pay forward the things that we're talking about in leadership like we are today. Mm -hmm. no, and so yeah, all I these agree. things just continue to roll. And it's such an important thing to highlight what you two did. And I love, Michael, that you just reached out to her on LinkedIn because so much happens in the direct message world these days that it cannot, cannot be overlooked because those yeah. are the things that will traject you into something you had no idea you could or wanted to do with people yes, you're right. that you want to do it with. Yeah, I've worked totally with people agree. for 20, 30 years. Some of them are on my payroll because that's who I want to do work with. Yep. Yeah. Not because they bring a skill set. I've made people work in the job they have just so they could have a job together, to your point, Linda and, and yeah. Michael. And it sounds like you landed in a different spot. So what are you doing now that's um, from, from a day per perspective that's not uh, volunteer? Currently, I'm a PM for um, oh, my day job. Yeah, I'm a PM for um, transportation, which is in the state of Georgia. Oh, that's right. You said that so, in the bio. Yeah, yeah. So they are, yeah, so they are our clients, but I'm a private consultant with AECOM. Okay. So yeah, we have that contract. So yeah, I'm part of the wonderful bridge program here. Yeah. Yeah. Doing doing more of what Michael wanted to do, which was uh, project management. So yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, learning those really skills good. will transcend anywhere you want to take your career too. So you've got what another yeah. 30 years to work. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> on a normal pay scale of things. <laughs> so yeah. so no, good for true. you for hitting it early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Michael, talk a little bit about how you kind of um, set and maintain goals for for yourself. Um, you know, like, I know you talked a little bit about your 30 day mm-hmm. rule, but um, but talk a little bit more about how how you discipline yourself to be able to do all the things that you do and still kind of find a balance in your life? Um, that, yeah, it's always going to be a challenging, you know, it's not going to be a smooth ride yeah. to kind of finding balances because life is just unpredictable. Yes. Um, but for <laughs> me, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very unpredictable because you can't have like, I'll do this when this happens because it's a different ways you, you can approach yes, life. Yes, if you right? wait for that, it'll never come about. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very challenging. And uh, I always look at, um, I, you know, on a weekly basis, I kind of, I do my best to kind of see my efficiency when I do things. It could be work or just in life, right? It could be going to a grocery store. Like, yeah. could I have done any better, right? Um, so it's kind of like living in my head, which is to a certain extent, it's kind of bad. I don't advise anyone to do that but i just dissect things like what how can i make things better mm-hmm. and um you know eating healthy and i always been kind of i play soccer all my life so i've never been like too out of shape like yeah ever, but i'm kind of aware of what i do so in that realm of it and i'll ask myself if i'm not doing this right what is the alternative yeah and the alternative really scares me so yeah i don't give myself any choice but to do that yeah I like that. No, like, I think I that's have to good. do it. The alternative is like such a, I look at it like such in a bad way, like me going backwards. Yeah. Valid. I'm no. at the, you know, so yeah. No, it's I'm, a really good point. Be, though, your training, Scott? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not afraid. Scott, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about uh, about your training. Well, I'm not afraid to get um, off my diet, and I'm not afraid to eat anything. <laughs> that just comes with age. So <laughs> you being afraid, I can't really correlate with. When my body starts to get squishy, it gets easier to get yeah. squishier. <laughs> no, you can so, have like cheat days, but like, <laughs> doing it for a long period of time. That oh is no! Like... Oh no! You could do it for. I could do it for a long period of time too. <laughs> it's That's the youth versus yes. when we get to our age yes. where we're just like do i care oh, that much um uh, no i'm gonna eat that other piece of pie so uh so yeah no i think it's true but um but, but i, I hear what you're saying it is yeah about the discipline that you that well comes, michael so. it is funny too and linda about the the discipline i will say that i have to put a race at the end of my as i get older i get weaker in the discipline because there are other competing priorities yeah that are that are um I'm less hungry for my career. I'm less, you know, Maslow's theories. And you brought those up earlier, you know, uh, fed and watered and emotionally stable. I've got a family. I've got a job. I've got a little money in the bank. Like the fight becomes a little different. So as we get older and we get a little squishier in some of our requests of this life, it gets easier to fall out of shape is the first place for me to say, I'm just going to quick get that cupcake because it tastes good. And I'm 55 years old now. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is the races, and you're asking about my training, they help me realize that's going to make that race not much fun. If I eat that cupcake and I'm carrying the 15 pounds around my waist, it's just not going to be as much fun. Yeah. And I perpetuate yeah. then because of the race and the discipline, perpetuate the, well, if I can't go for a five mile today and I don't want to run when it's dark, I'm still going to go for a three miler real quick mm-hmm. because that will also keep that cupcake out of sight and out of mind. 
And you're still doing Indeed. something. So even though you might modify and adapt, and I think that comes with age too, because I think, I know I was much more disciplined when I was younger yeah. too, and much more to your point, Michael, like there were things from like, gosh, if I don't do this, um, it is going to set me back. And so I was probably more right. focused. And I think that as you get older, you do start to kind of look at what your priorities are and what's more important to you. Because even thinking about um, family, which I know is really important to you, Michael, I know it's important to Scott um, and myself is thinking about, okay, and this was something I sacrificed a lot for uh, away from my family when I was younger, um, because right. I was so driven right. and that it was like it was mm -hmm. work, 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 work. Um, and now mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I'm trying to figure that out that it's not it's not all about the job. Um, it is so important for me to take that time mm -hmm. to pay attention when my husband is asking me a question or when my son needs something or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. I, I think that um, but that some of that doesn't come and tell you experience life a little bit. Mm -hmm. But certainly that's what I love about what we're doing is to say, like, find that balance earlier because the yes. sooner you can find that balance, then you're not 55 years old and and learning things that you wish you would have yeah. learned when well, you were, word, you know, 35 years old. So well, and I think the insecurities for Linda and I both not finishing our college degrees made us yeah. fight even harder for feeling devalued if there was going to be a layoff before we had savings, before we had ourselves a little bit yes. more set up at our age, we had to fight and have a little more grit, which is a lot of who you're talking about are members of your organization yes. at Dime. Yes. So mm -hmm. for what we're trying to say is in this podcast and talking to you guys like you and potentially getting involved in what you're talking about, like I said, supporting mm -hmm. Dime and all that. The thing is, if we can teach it to you just a little earlier, this next generation, yeah. Our generation is lifting our parents and our kids because the yeah. baby boomers were lifting themselves and that was yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't need to learn to lift us and the next generation. Mm -hmm. If you could just learn to take care of yourself, we've set you up pretty well. Yeah. But if you don't yeah. take care of yourself to your point about not being so thirsty all the time and balancing all these activities, yeah. You will have a better, more successful life and ours isn't so bad having looked yeah. at both sides of that. I know that yeah. sounds deep and all that, but it's really what I think Linda hit on, which is now that we're a little older, doesn't have to mean when we're a little older. Can be your generation that picks can up on Can be your this. generation, yeah, and yeah. finding that, yeah. Doesn't mean you don't still work hard, right? Because we do right. have to work hard. Nothing in life um, is free, and no. um, and and you've got to work hard, and you've got to be disciplined. Um, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, but I do think that you can find a good balance in all of that, where maybe you aren't making so many sacrifices right. um, at yeah. a young age that you know then you're kind of look back at an at an older age and gosh and and like I don't have regrets but as much as it mm -hmm. is to look back and go maybe if I would have taken just a slightly different path or maybe if I would have met a Michael scary. and went to dime and I would have had someone to help me yeah maybe it's a little yeah. less scary um throughout all of that process a little less sure, so. a little less cortisol and you know I found yeah. that my relationships <laughs> and my relationships absolutely offered that so I think that's one of my attractions mm -hmm. to what we've been talking about with you Michael yeah. is the awareness yeah of those relationships. And, you know, I had Pat Delella, I had Julie Harner, I had Jim Kilroy, I had a bunch of people. As a matter of fact, I self felt so compelled to share their story. And it's not a shameless plug, it's a true no. fact. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, relationships are really 
how I did get through all this because I didn't yeah. have the degree. Well, they're paramount and, to your success, right? Because well, of I think those. paramount to everybody's success. <clears throat> to everybody. To the, yeah, when you make those relationships. Because the relationships you make today, Michael, those are the ones, you know, that carry you later in life because you'll right. look back and you'll say, you know, if you needed something like, hey, if there was something I could help you with, you would know it would be, you could reach yeah. out to me. You now have a new connection in Scott, you know, those sorts of things. Yes. And so yeah. it's nice to be able to build that network of people around you um so that um so life doesn't have to be so hard because sometimes um, it does feel really really challenging for yeah. sure find ways to make it simple absolutely so what are some find of the ways things to make it simple yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i jump i i'm a little delayed but i'm just so excited what are your next steps with dime are you do you have any goals yeah. or objectives with how you want to reach the next generation of people outside your 175 um so uh, beside honestly right now i'm just focusing on just in Atlanta, I don't have the you know the network or power to kind of. Eventually, I want to get to different states where yeah. I can host events and reach out to you know, the career the HBCUs and yeah. you know technical schools that are out there, or you know give them this you know provide this information mm-hmm. that we have and you know take volunteers from different you know um, engineering firms and have them reach out as well, vice versa, and have this program be a lot bigger than what it is now yeah great um so yeah it's always going to room to grow always in this aspect i was able to connect the dots just small dots but thinking a lot bigger taking it nationally um you know we have there's another group actually national society of black engineers but that is it's not free you have to there's a membership that's involved with me it's strictly just um there's no payment you just show up and be genuine and be ready to give back and give information that you have throughout your career to the young engineers that don't have nothing. That's I love great. This. So coming out of college, if you don't do any internships, I promise you, most people don't know nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, true. I'm gonna I mean, the college, you give your degree, but like, you're not, not going to have... It's all about work uh, yes. experience. I <laughs> yeah. totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah, we yeah. we talk about that frequently and not to diminish a college education because especially yeah. in fields like engineering, which are very specialized mm-hmm. and you actually do need um, to have mm-hmm. that type of educational background. But you're right. Um, all that does is it gives you um, knowledge. Um, what yeah. it doesn't give you is applied knowledge. Like, how right. do I Most now definitely. take what I learned and actually incorporate that into into the world that I, I that I live in? Because you hear mm-hmm. so many times of college students who get degrees and they never use those degrees. They're doing something mm-hmm. um, that has nothing to do. And I think you're right. M- making those connections, um, especially like an organization like Dime, where starting to mm-hmm. think about that and creating those internships and figuring out because it also helps you know is that the field I really want to go into? Because that's another side of it. You can put all this time and investment and money into getting that degree and then find out I hate engineering. Um, Because once I find out what engineering really is, I'm like, wow, I don't really like this. Um, You know, and so maybe if you found that out earlier by doing a little applied knowledge, you could switch, you know, switch gears. So yeah, and you'd be surprised. Most people don't even have no idea that they can do internship their sophomore or junior year. Yeah. yeah, they feel like they have to wait until graduation to right. like. I know that that information. Yeah, they wouldn't know it. So you know, probably you'd be surprised how many people are like. Oh, I can intern while I'm in college. Like, yeah, there's some there's free internship. There's paid internships. Right. So give you'd be surprised how many people don't have that information. So mm, giving it. them that can it's a life changing experience. It can really change the rate that they, their career could be going as well. Yeah. It can affect 
there's levels the entry level they're going to be getting yes. into having that new resume. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's a critical thing too to complement what Linda and you were talking about in that, especially yeah. what Linda was saying. When I graduated and I just finished my degree from a, a personal request, I met a lot of students that were younger than me because I'm an old man now, but I got my degree in a classroom full of people who the minute they graduated said, I need to go get a job in X skill set because that's what mm -hmm. I just got my degree in. Yeah. And one of the things that they didn't realize is that that skill set will expire, especially in technology, yes. very, very soon. Mm -hmm. In another year or two, that skill set is going to be useless. So if you don't apply what we've been talking about yeah. in the job you get with that skill set, you won't be given the opportunity to graduate the skill set with the people you've established relationships with. And that is what I'm finding isn't being taught in colleges, to your point. You know, they get this job and they're laid off two years later and they're like, well, geez, and a lot of the millennial kids that I met with all think that their product knowledge is their skill set, period. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not. It's, it's not relationships. Yeah. Yes, it is. Networking. Relationships, networking, yeah. all the things Peak we performance about. through habits and goals, communicating yeah. effectively, all those things, Michael, you sound really yeah. on point with. And Linda, I love this conversation. This is right up our alley, isn't it? I mean, for what yeah. we're trying to show our listeners. No, so it, it definitely <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, so kind of what's um what uh what's next for you, Michael? You know, uh what what's uh what are you what are you gonna do next? Um, a personal goal or professional? Uh either one. Either one. Uh personal, um I have like I mentioned earlier, I have the marathon that I'm kind of excited about. I think that's incredible. Put, you know, put that in. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to hear about how you do. Not your time. Yeah. I don't care about your time. I want to know about <laughs> how you do, how how you feel when you're old. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. I'll definitely keep you posted on it. Uh, professionally, you know, uh, taking, you know, down to the next level and uh, and see the impact, the long-term impact I would have with my the student success agency that I have, you know. Currently, I had last semester was the first time I had students graduate, go, you know, go on to the college. And I still keep in contact, although they're not involved in the program yeah. anymore. But I still have conversation with them, how college life is going. That's great. And one of my students, you know, he literally pursued civil engineering because of me. Good. That's got to so, make you I feel mean, good. Making yeah. a difference. You have no idea. Like, Absolutely. That, to this day, I kind of talked to myself like, that is crazy. Yes. He picked it because I, what I told him, what I do my day to day. Yeah. And yeah, he's, in, he's a freshman in college, New Mexico University, studying civil engineering. That's amazing. That's so a good like feeling. That kind of fulfilling. I would never get that if I was not involved in those kind of programs. Wow. There's no amount of, um, I don't know, career promotion that can mm -mm. fulfill that aspect of my life. Totally I agree with you agree. wholeheartedly. No, wholeheartedly. This that. is yeah. hard part of what Linda and I do is trying to figure out if we're going to mm -hmm. monetize it or if we're going to be philanthropic about it. Because it's really yeah. so important to feel the feels about the work we're doing. No, yeah. to get that it really there. comes down to how you can live your own print on this yeah. earth like yeah i like that we're only yeah. here for a short period of time i don't want to kill people you guys vibe or anything but it's like literally that's the reality no it's oh, very yeah. true well, it's yeah. it's all about leaving your legacy hence which is what actually prompted um scott to write the book that he did because as he was oh, reflecting wait, back, book? oh did wait, you write what? a book yeah <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh i forgot i forgot you what, what is that book called um, <laughs> <laughs> but but all kidding aside is that he that was what it was was leaving yeah. his legacy leaving a mark um in this world that when you look back and you think about that person like 
what do you remember about them? And it's not yeah. going to be your job. That's not going to be what people remember you by. Yeah. It's the impact that you made on the people around you that that's so important. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I love what you're doing now because you're right. You never, you mm-hmm. never know. Life is short, and um, Indeed, and it is yeah. important to think about what you're doing. I think so. Yeah. No. That's well, this really is great. Cool. I mean, it's such a nice thing to do. And you know, it's funny because as we wrap up here with you, Michael, there are three questions. Mm-hmm. That we like to end our show with. Yes. Yes. Okay. And these are the hard ones. I told you they were coming. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. So hard. <laughs> and so we're hard. The, the, the peppering is just about to begin. But the first one <laughs> is tell us if you would a common myth about the job or field of expertise here. And just one, a myth yeah. around what you're doing. And you can yeah. pick all the different things a you're doing. Common myth. Could you elaborate on that? A myth meaning like what so? What do people kind of not? Yeah. yeah. yeah what think do people, about what people assume, assume? Yeah. And tell us like how it's not that. Yeah. Oh, uh, people. So when I tell people that what I do, um, they think I'm the blame for the traffic in Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> Aren't you? So I don't Aren't you? Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no idea. So I don't know anything about it. No, it's because of you That's guys, great. I'm stuck in travel for 40 minutes. That's I great. Like, uh, that is I good. don't work in the city. Most of my projects are like <laughs> okay. north of Georgia, which is no traffic. Oh, very rural area. That's a good one. And that's the, uh, all right. I mean, really, that really happens a lot. It's like, it's all right, funny so how people have connections. Public service announcement to all listening. Michael yeah. Bebe right. is, is, is not responsible traffic. for Atlanta traffic. That's um, right. It has been horrible for as long as Atlanta's been around. My favorite one. No, I do. I like that one for sure. What what that's good. That's actually a good one. Thank you for that. that. Is, what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Um, you know, we mentioned the the two things earlier, partnerships and uh, relationships. And um the last one I would add is just be genuine on the things that you do, right? You know, don't to a certain extent, I think we once we maneuver in this corporate world, we come we get entangled with letting our salary motivates us mm-hmm. like that that's the only drive that we have to move yeah. up the corporate ladder and whatever we have to but i think that shouldn't be the only thing which, which is nice you know everybody has their own responsibility to have they yeah. need that yeah i'm not saying i don't need it but sure. i'm just saying that shouldn't be the strictly like the only one thing that you yep. motivates you to be a good i don't know whatever career field you're in right yeah mm-hmm. whether you in the marketing or if you're in the engineering field it's true. That shouldn't be the only thing because once you achieve that, I think I haven't achieved it, but I've seen it. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to know to, to have conversation with people that already achieved and they retired, moved on, done with their, you know, cor- corporate job. And, you know, they did well in their life. And one thing they always said is like, that wasn't, they, they did what they, you know, supposed to do, what they thought it was right, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was not fulfilling to them. Yeah. You do hear that. So a lot from of times. that, I kind of learned, I don't need to, put 35 years, 40 years in, no. in a company to kind of understand that. So I learned that from conversation with these people that already achieved those kind of goals. And that shouldn't be the only motivation for us to be better. Yeah. Just in humans, like just be a good person overall. Wow. I like that. Have good character. I think that's, know. that is why it's very hard to be like that all the time, but you know, yeah. it's, it's possible. It well, I think that that's, it, it's not even expected for you to be that all the time, but I think no. if you do no, make yeah. that your quest, I think that's a great mm-hmm. dovetail into the one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life. Synthesize this for us. What is the one thing you want us all to learn, you know, that you that we should learn at some point in our life? Because I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say. 
uh, one thing that we should um, that is very hard. Could you elaborate more on that? Well, I, I think you were already touching. You, well, you no, were you were like, already touching. Maybe money's it. not everything. Cause well, that's where. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a piece that that I remember you talking to me about early yeah. on, Michael. Was that you know money is not everything. It's not not important because we all need money to live. But we live in a world that Indeed, yeah. you got to have money. But it isn't. Indeed, it's yeah. not the root of it, of everything that, and it certainly is not what makes you happy or successful. Oh, most definitely, and. Um, what, what we see ourselves, right? We kind of, um, but then again, we, that is the society that we don't really have a whole lot of control over it, how that's people true. perceive us, yeah, according to what, how much we make and things of that nature. But that's very cliche, but kind of not judge a person, judge a person out of that person's potential rather than, yeah, I like what that. they already have because you can lose that and you can't, it could be gone tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's yeah. where it's where we started. Character comes before the resume is such yes, a great tagline for our conversation today. I love it, yeah. It's yeah. been fantastic. No, to chat with we're you so glad to have you here. Program. Yeah, thank you, well, thank yeah. you for having me, guys. Yes, thank you, Michael, and thanks, everyone. <laughs> thanks, Scott. Um, we'll look forward mm-hmm. to hearing more about Dime. And, and I think you know, both Scott and I's brains are going a little bit too because I'm thinking about how can we connect you with UKG and what can Scott do to help you. So, yeah, well, um, okay. so we'd love yeah. to see what we can't do to help, um, help drive that program with you. So, oh, um, thank you so yeah, much. absolutely. Thank you, I thank you for being here today. Yeah, guys. Well, I hope everyone has thank a wonderful sure. day, and um, and thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next. Next time. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes.